Hello, everybody. Welcome to American Pale Males, your nerdy beer tasting podcast. I'm one of the hosts, Michael, and with me is the other host. It's me, Jeremy, and Michael. Today, Uh-oh. redemption Uh-oh. is spelled M-O-L-I-N-E. Moline. <laughs> redemption is spelled Moline today, Michael. Do you know why? Uh, you're going to Moline? Iowa? Uh, Illinois. But, Illinois. Okay, yeah. But yes, Michael, I will be going to Moline. Because you may remember about, oh, 14 months ago, I happened to uh, shatter my elbow and my, oh, my, right. my plans for the <laughs> summer. And I was about eight days away from seeing Slayer on what was being billed as their final tour and still is being billed as their final tour all this time later. Just multiple legs of the tour, which I really should have seen coming because they are old people. But they're coming to Moline, Michael, and I have a floor ticket. November. Okay, so just stay healthy. And this one really is, it's like even titled on the ticket, The Last Campaign. Okay. Primus and Ministry opening, no less. Oh, those are pretty big bands too. But yeah, I just need to stay healthy until the middle of November. You know, hopefully forever, but if injury or illness comes, I hope it's like a day after that, and then I'll survive. Now, you mention these bands, Jeremy. Yes, Michael. And they remind me of something which reminds me of another thing. (laughs) Primus. Yes. Slayer. Yeah. uh, What was the other one you said? Uh, Ministry. Ministry. Maybe not so much Ministry, but... They remind me of Beavis and Butthead. Indeed, they do. Which we were just talking about the other day. Oh, Ministry's been on there too. Don't worry about that. Okay. After uh, after the show ended, I think we had a little conversation. <laughs> it was, it was after the show ended. Um, but do you remember this odd Beavis and Butthead pairing? Do you remember in the early 90s when Cher released, re-released <laughs> I Got You Babe? Featuring Beavis and Butthead on the track. Yes, I do, Michael. It's from 1994 on the Beavis and Butthead experience, which I actually <laughs> just pulled up on Spotify the other day. <laughs> it was listening to after our discussion. What a bizarre pairing! Like, like I remember listening to the first few tracks of that a lot. Because mm-hmm. there's like a Megadeth song there. There's a Nirvana song. There's anthrax i think was on there's a they because they would do like did you ever listen to the album i got one of the albums at some point after the show had ended and i was older and i don't think it was that one though it had the one i had had primus on it Uh uh-huh did have nirvana on it too but i don't remember the share song being on there well in any case there's a part where they're like hey remember that time we partied with anthrax and then it does you know dream segue music yeah 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 Basically, it involves Beavis stealing their uh, smut hiding in the bathroom. Okay. Not for the reasons that one would presume. I'll leave it at that. Okay. It's very... I don't know if it's funny, but it makes me laugh. Okay. Then we'll put it that way. Yeah. But, Michael, enough of this carrying on. Do you have a beer brag for me? Yeah, I have a couple, actually. Interesting. Fitting in the theme of the Iowa road trip in general. So, I was... At a wedding in Iowa City. <laughs> and, I, and I was not here. Right. Well, almost a month ago now, but I do have brags that I still want to get to. Oh my god, that was a month ago, wasn't it? Yeah. They had... <laughs> I know, that's sad. Oh boy. They had on tap 
two brews from Kelowna Brewing Company. Ooh. You know, right outside the city. 13, 15 miles down the road, I want to say. Yeah. Something like that. They had, and I don't know if you've had any of these or um, if you heard of them. Only one way to find out. One was Noodles Pale Ale. No. I like that one. Even though it says pale in the description, it was pretty malty. Uh Uh-huh. And at a more of a, I felt the finish was more malty than it was hoppy or, I know pale ale isn't necessarily hoppy. Uh Uh-huh. Pale malts. It's not like an India pale ale, but. Sure. Word around the wedding was like, oh yeah, that one's just like an IPA, but I thought it much uh, more palatable than an IPA would be for me. Interesting. And then the other one I had was their Honey Kolsch style ale. I have had that one. That one I thought was great. It was crisp. You could actually taste the slight bit of honey in there. Uh Uh-huh. Effervescent and pretty true to form for a Kolsch too. Maybe it was a little maltier than like an authentic Kolsch, but I, I, you know, everything I've had from that Kelowna Brewing has been good. Uh, you know, way back when we had that Limberlegs Oktoberfest. Uh-huh. The Oktoberfest is good. Like that one. So, so far they've, you know, I've only had a handful from them, but they're really solid brews. Solid plus, if you will. You did uh, such a much on the show at some point, right? I don't think so. I think we just, somebody bragged about that. Either Mike or maybe you or... Well, I know I've talked about it because it has a unique... It's got that weird buttery IPA flavor. Oh. It's, 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 road Trip 2020. Or, you know... <laughs> or just add it on to this road trip. Yeah, yeah, ex- exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, thumbs up to Kelowna and thumbs up to both those brews. It's, it's a good building, too. Their brewery is very nice and they make good food. Uh, Michael, I have uh, a beer that should... Pro- for a beer brag that should probably be a copyright violation oh like a lot of beer names and bottle art are these days well especially a lot uh (laughs) michael have you ever heard of uh nomadic metal i guess no i'm sure you've heard the name jucifer correct no okay well i'm going to send you a link to a picture and it's a husband and wife duo Mm mm-hmm it's two-person band. They are essentially no well, no essentially about it. They are nomadic. They live in a an RV of sorts. I want to say, mm-hmm. but they are horrifically loud. So I'm looking at this picture, and it's a guy shredding on a guitar. That's a lady. Oh, that's a oh yeah, it is a lady. She's um, t- for the for the listener. She's reared back in prime rocking mode, and it's hard <laughs> to see any features. Because, right. why is it hard to see this person's face, Michael? Because uh, it's dipped back really far. And what's uh, what distracts the eye from the person? Oh, the, the wall of speakers <laughs> behind her. And, and when he says a wall of amps, he's not fooling with you. <laughs> this, These are, I believe, 9-inch or 12-inch speakers. Eight tall by two four six eight wide so yeah this is a eight feet tall eight foot by eight foot rig and it's yeah terrifically loud uh but new belgium mm. and they have a jucifer ipa with an extra i j-u-i-c-i-f-e-r as opposed to oh lucifer to with avoid. a j well Jucifer, the band, is not exactly a super popular band. Right, they're okay. They're respected. They can, I think they're still touring, but... Could be a um, 
parallel thinking type thing. It's not the most original thing, but like they've said, I believe their Twitter had said, it's just like, if you guys just would have asked, we wouldn't have cared. It's it's the thought uh, that counts, and like maybe, uh, a ca- maybe a case of beer. <laughs> that said, the beer is pretty good. Okay. It's sort of semi-hazy, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The body is a hazy body, but it's got a little bit of bitterness in there, which for me works out pretty well. So check it out, and... uh I don't know if you need to listen to Jucifer on record, but you probably <laughs> should go see them live because it's an experience. Yeah, just from a technology standpoint. It's a whole hell of a lot of noise in that, in that the show. The speakers look pretty old school, too. It kind of adds a little, uh, you know, it's not like state-of-the-art. It uh-huh. seems like very almost steampunk without the uh, emo kid in a uh-huh. bowler hat. Yes. You know, okay. If you look directly to the left of the cabinets... At the mm-hmm. far left side with uh, the giant rack with all the wires coming off of yeah, it. Yeah, I noticed that too. Those are the amplifiers. There's one, two, three, maybe nine. Although that might be a mixer. Uh, it's a horrific amount of power. Yeah, oh yes. I'm pretty sure they've caused a brownout or two <laughs> at some point. Maybe not here, but it's it's so loud it can like make your bone marrow hurt. What is that thing on the right? It looks like a little cabinet, but it has a microphone by it. Or is that microphone by the drum set? I believe that's a bass cabinet. Oh, okay. Good lord. Because they don't have a bass player, it's just the guitar player and the drummer. And the drummer uh, frequently will just start punching cymbals, <laughs> which looks real painful when he does it, but it makes a weird sound that you can't quite get with a stick. But J- Yes. Jeremy, should we be nomads and hit the road for the next stop in our Iowa Summer Road Trip series? Well played. Extended edition, thanks to uh, Stephen. Indeed it is. He hooked us up with a couple more Iowa brews. Uh-huh. So uh, we're going to have those and keep on trucking. And today we're stopping in Des Moines. We are indeed. Right outside of Gray's Lake, if memory serves. Yeah. Right by the confluence of two rivers. Oh, wow. I never even put that together. <laughs> Here's a few stops around Des Moines. You can we can stop at Big Hands and Wrenches of the Plumbers and Steamfitters. Yes, Jeremy, it is a giant sculpture of two hands. I've seen this I've seen this thing. Okay. Yeah. It's it's big. Uh-huh. I would say it's about five people tall. Maybe six. Just uh two wrenches screwing in a little <laughs> bolt or I don't you know, I don't know the terminology. Uh these are pipe wrenches. Oh, thank you. For one thing. Uh, and that's they, probably a pipe there, <laughs> maybe? I mean, probably. A pipe fitting? <laughs> probably. I don't expect you to know these things. The hands are upsetting for some reason. You know what? It reminds me of those hands in Iraq that held the swords during Saddam Hussein's reign. I don't know if you ever saw those. What in God's name are you talking about? Oh, it's a really cool statue, but it's uh, put there by a dictator. Uh, well, I guess it's called it, Victory Arch. Stabilizing dictator, Michael. Well, we found that out quickly, didn't we? <laughs> so, Michael, on this Roadside America link of the big hands and wrenches of the plumbers and steam fitters, if you scroll down, if you, like, page down, do you see what's on the bottom? Uh-huh. It's from Corydon, Indiana. <laughs> Butt drugs? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> To fit in with Beavis and Butthead, it's a <laughs> Transcends First Level Name Gag, thanks to a local, local commercial with an I Can't Get It Out of My Skull song. Now sells butt drugs, souvenirs, and butt shakes at the soda fountain. 
They're leaning into it. <laughs> I want one of these shirts so bad. It's got a butt teak. Oh, yeah, I see that. There's free parking in the rear. <laughs> see, this is, this is the sort of thing I would pull over for. I don't know if I'd go to Corydon, Indiana strictly for that, but we're not going to Indiana. We're staying in Iowa. Yes, and the next stop we have is Sculpture of Big City Cow and Calf. <laughs> yes, by the Anderson Erickson <laughs> Dairy. There is a large statue of a calf and a cow. You might be noticing a theme for uh, yeah this week. <laughs> have you seen that? I feel like I've been past the dairy because I think it's like shockingly downtown. Okay. But maybe I'm conflating, not confluencing <laughs> things, but uh, not ringing any bells. Next up, giant garden trowel. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this is sculpture of a giant garden trowel. Apparently it's called plantor. <laughs> Name Plantor is Plantor. (laughs) 23 feet tall and weighs uh, 2,300 pounds. So, Michael, based based on the names of the artists, I think it's Plantois. Oh, yeah. I like Plantor. I mean, we can go with Plantor. Don't get me wrong. (laughs) Yeah, you're probably right, though. It was purchased by the Meredith Corporation, which publishes Better Homes and Gardens magazine. Ah, it all makes sense now. There's a lot of weird sculptures in downtown Des Moines. Yes. Like this one. Alphabet heads in the (laughs) John Papa John Sculpture Garden. Yep. Those things are truly weird. For several years, I went to the music festival 8035, which they hold in downtown Des Moines, and it's right next door to this place. So I've been to this quite a few. It's uh, a bunch of white capital letters. They've sculpted into uh, like a head. It's weird. Yeah, it's, like it's very large. Yes, officially titled Nomad. Nomad. Ah. Nomade. Yeah, the heads are yeah made up of lots of white steel letters and welded together. One of many sculptures in the park. There are some good sculptures there. I wouldn't mind checking that out. That's the sort of weird crap that you would get into. <laughs> yeah. That shouldn't have been as derogatory as it sounded. My apologies, Michael. I also like weird crap, for what it's worth. Yes. So those those were our stops for Des Moines for this week. Maybe we'll be sticking around and have a few more oddities to peek at. But first, I think we should stop at this brewery and get a beer for the FDR. Now, Michael, before we get into the FDR where we find a beer, drink a beer, and rate a beer, Yes. I have a trivia question for you. Oh! You're not going to get this one, but okay. I'm giving this to you and the uh, the crowd at large. Okay. Because I tend to have like some sort of movie on in the background since, you know, it's Tuesday. Uh, right now, The Deer Hunter is on. Have you seen The Deer Hunter, Michael? I didn't see the middle part. I saw the beginning. There was a wedding. And yep. then I saw the end. <laughs> it was a radically different movie at that point. <laughs> sure is. Um, this movie features an actor who is only in five movies before his untimely death. Oh, gee. All five of them were nominated for Best Picture in a range from 1972 to 1978. Who is this man? Or, not knowing the name because it's kind of a poll, tell me who he played in what, it, what is widely considered one of the best movies of all time. Only five movies. He was only in five. One of them is a sequel to the one of it's them. Not, is it Godfathers? He was, That's, in, one of, he was Godfathers. in Godfathers 1 and 2. I probably can't get the name. He's not the horse head guy. He's not the horse head. The horse head guy's not in part two. Oh, okay. 
Ugh. Keep thinking. Oh, gosh. You want me to tell you the movies? Yeah, throw those out there. I probably still okay. won't get it, but when you say it, I'll be mad, but yeah. 1972, we have The Godfather. Uh-huh. 1974, we have Francis Ford Coppola's next movie, The Conversation. From ni- Also from 1974, which is shocking, we have Francis Ford Coppola's next movie, The Godfather Part 2. From 1975, we have Dog Day Afternoon. And in 1978, we have uh, The Deer Hunter. Mm-hmm. The answer is John Cazell, although you know him better as Fredo. Oh, okay. But for the beer today, Michael, we're going to Confluence, and we are having... We're having the South Side Citra Blonde Ale. I like their cans, although yeah. I miss them selling these in the gentleman's 40s. Yes, the the tall boy. No, 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 no. It was a big glass 40-ounce bottle. Oh, yeah, that's right. You told me about those before. The gentleman's 40, because <laughs> they were squat. So Steve picked this up for me um, initially because he knew I liked Blondales and he knew I liked Citra. So he kind of got this as a little gift, and I thought, let's spread this one around. Let's let Jeremy get in on this one, too. Just like a left-leaning communist <laughs> spreading the wealth. Sorry. I'm reading a new James Elroy book, and it's rotting my brain. <laughs> Apparently. Uh, yeah. So this is a seasonal summer brew, which is perfect because it's seasonal summer. It is indeed. And uh, do you want to do the flavor text? or? Uh, sure. Do... From the can or the website? Uh, they're the same thing. So. Okay. As the name implies, this single hopped beer displays all the sharp and zesty notes of the aptly named and citrusy citra hop. Light and refreshing, this beer was crafted to capture the essence of a perfect summer day. In Des Moines' South Side, a perfect summer day is never wasted because the concept of neighborhood barbecues and get-togethers have not gone out of style. Ed- editorial note, they never have anywhere. As Southsiders <laughs> ourselves, we and they are on the South Side, we fully embrace this tradition with a new twist on our blonde ale. Our Southside Citra is the perfect companion to the warmer summer months. So grab yourself a four-pack and show your pride. Uh, this is a 5.7 ABV, 22 IBUs. And uh, so are you looking at the website, Michael? Yes. Or just at the can? Okay, so you see that little, they have like the tap, so you can get it on tap. You can get it in a growler. Oh, that little squat thing is the gentleman's 40? Yes, correct. <laughs> oh, that's kind of cute. They did it before they uh, had a canning line. So it's essentially like a half-gallon growler. Would that be a half-gallon? I guess that'd be... No, it's not quite a half-gallon. A quart, a quart. Yes. A half of a growler. It's a little bit more than a quart. A little bit more. 1.25 quarts? Uh, uh, Yeah. 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 Wow, I can't believe I pulled that out. (laughs) Uh, How about we get into the beer, Michael? Yeah, let's get it open. This one poured with a decent uh, hat on it that's kind of dissipating away, but it's still about some... A, about, a, about a finger. Yeah, hanging out there. Um, there seems to be some slight haziness in there. You know, mildly hazy. Uh, a light golden color, as a blonde would suggest, which with maybe a little orange hue in there. Just a touch. Um, I'm getting a few trickles of bubbles, not overwhelmingly effervescent the nose it's the citra hop that's that's about all i can say it's a pithy citrus nose you know i am getting a little bit of that uh citrusiness 
Jeremy, why don't you go in? I will say Confluence's motto, according to this can, is where good things come together, which is apt because two rivers go together it's true. by the brewery. What, which ones are they? The, oh, God, I didn't even know that they were two rivers that went together. <laughs> Des Moines and the, oh boy. The Mississippi? I don't know. <laughs> I don't think it's that one. No. Is, is it Skunk River? I think it's some animal. It might be the Skunk River. You look this up. Uh, I like this place a lot, Michael. I've been to the brewery slash tap room once, mm-hmm. and it's one of those ones where you it's in an unassuming industrial-looking section slash building. You go through the parking lot in the front door, and you're walking in. It's just like brewery, 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 brewery. And then you get in there, and then bam, there's this big open tap room in the back, and it's like right on the lake. It's very nice. I'd like to go back there sometime for one of their beer releases. Uh, it's the Raccoon River. I, you were really close, yeah. I knew it was a varmint of some sort. <laughs> and the Des Moines River, yeah. Oh, there's a little island there. I wonder if anything's on that. Satellite view. Oh, nope. It's a sandbar. Okay. Um, Are we sure it's not going to be some sort of a penal colony or city hall of some sort? <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> I'll see to wrap that. That's a call day. Not to... Okay, I'm going way ahead of the game here. Uh-huh. And I don't want to tip next week too much, but does this kind of read like a dry IPA to you? I think you just tip next week, Michael. <laughs> but doesn't it? Not not really, and and here's why. I think that this one is just a, uh, that they use a, uh, a citra hop in here, which is a pretty, pretty pungent, pungent is not the right word. Assert, uh, assertive? Is that a good word? Yeah, there it's, you it's go. An assert, it's an assertive hop. It's got like a decent amount of bitterness. It has the aroma, obviously, what it's known for. Yeah. Um, I mean, is, Pseudo Sue is known for, is a single hop citra IPA, correct? I believe so, yeah. Is one I don't think this is dry at all. I think it has. Ju- it's just the hop is. It's, it's the hop is throwing you off. It yeah. Th- okay. I think the malt has enough sweetness to classify this as a blonde ale rather than you know a uh, an IPA. Plus, I don't feel it has the bitterness to can be considered. Yeah. IPA. Yeah. I guess that hop is just really unobstructed. I, I you know I think in the past we've called this a, a showcase. Yeah, that's a good way to put it, buddy. Yeah. Very citrusy. You get kind of the whole gamut, I think that's a word, yeah. of the citra hop from, you know, kind of its citrusy start and it kind of gets a little more pithy and then it finishes citrusy again and evolves across the tongue. So you get the whole citra experience with that. Jimi Hendrix and the citra experience? <laughs> yeah. Um, and I don't know. I think it kind of, I, I like blonde ales, but. Um, I think they're kind of the opposite because they they don't have to be, but they can be delicate. They can be on the lighter side. You know, again, you get you can get multi blonde ales too. But I think in this case, the citrus so- showcase is steamrolling the blonde aspect. It really is. Rather than a yin yang, it's just a uh, I don't know, Goro from Mortal Kombat <laughs> with the yin yang on his belt. Okay, so you say that the hop takes over the blondedness of it all. Mm-hmm. Can you think of a blonde ale where the malt is the uh, important part? You know, maybe I classically blonde ales are not hop forward. I guess is maybe what I was trying to get at there. Correct. At least in my experience. 
And whenever I think of blonde ales, I always think of that chocolate blonde. Oh, it's so good. The old Capital Brew Works. Doesn't exist anymore, but does exist in a different form. That beer still exists, Michael. Ah. It's, it's, it's still there, and it's very good still. Maybe I'll have to make a roundabout trip after the bachelor party to find that or something. I don't know. I mean, we can probably get it here in town and just put it on the bus. Oh, that'd be awesome. Cause, Steve. Yeah. Hey, hey, Steve. I'm telling you right now. Find that beer. I know I've seen it. I just don't know what it's called. Um, Dirty Blonde. It's called Dirty Blonde. And it might be one of those things where if I have it now, I'd be like, oh, yeah, this is mm, okay. But in my mind's eye, that's the ultimate blonde beer. Because it had the the blonde body and <laughs> the uh, overall <laughs> kind of delicacy of a blonde. But it, the accents, chocolate accents, just paired very nicely with it. You see, Michael, what you're doing with all these uh, remarks about blonde bodies and what have you yes. are akin to what Christopher Walken's about to do in The Deer Hunter. Uh-oh. I assume you <laughs> know that. Is he doing uh, Russian roulette? Yeah, I'm at that scene. But uh, uh, but what about those weird beers where it's like... So the, the blonde that has some sort of dark, air quotes, flavor to it is always weird. What about the uh, the coffee blondes? Rogue has one out right now that's real good. It's like called Cold Brew 2.0, I want to say. I think it just has to be done with a deft touch. I think this one is a little heavy-handed on the Citra, but I think that's intentional, because after all, Citra is in the name as well. So, um, you know, I could see coffee in there, but again, it has to be almost like, like, well, no, that's not a good example. I was going to say Ballast Point Victory at Sea, but that's pretty That's a, That's coffee. just a straight-up porter. No, well, the other one. What's the other one with the skeleton? They all have skeletons. Oh, God. Victory at Sea, Two If By Land. I don't know what it is, but it's the (laughs) light-colored one that tastes like coffee. Um, But that's pretty overtly coffee. Yeah. Um, Yeah, it just has to kind of match the intent. The intensities have to match to be balanced. And I have a feeling that intent of this one wasn't necessarily to be balanced. Mm -hmm. Not to say it's bad. It's not. It's still, I would still say it's overall refreshing i could see it as a summer beer and there's nothing wrong with a showcase beer it helps uh meld the mind to the ways of hops and to the ways of certain flavors do you feel that the hopping is done in a uh, deft manner i mean they could have blown this out of the water completely i mean oh yeah an imperial citra i uh blonde <laughs> yeah something really freaky so it's not, I, I wouldn't even call that freak beer. Either, oh, no, but. absolutely not. This is just a, I don't even want to say that this is an experimental beer because no. it's not. It's just, they know what they want to do. And I think that the Citra is done with a light enough touch against a light enough body that it works quite well in 16 ounce or 40 ounce formats. <laughs> yeah, I would call it a Southside Citra Blondale. Well, let me let me do another take. Southside Citra, Blondale. Citra. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's get into ratings, Jeremy. I think it's kind of. <laughs> let's do it. It's almost like we're going to put all the ratings into uh, a one of. I think that's five, maybe six. I'm not sure. I think it's five. I think it's a weird Vietnamese gun. Was it? <laughs> was um. Uh, Christopher Walken in. Pulp Fiction was that a, like a nod to his? Oh, um, he sure was. <laughs> I never put that together. 
it. See, that's the fun thing about all those Tarantino movies, is you can peel back the layers like an onion, man. We've really gone all over the map, as is our trademark. Mm. You go first, Jeremy. I will do. I think I know how I feel about the beer, but I don't know how to distill that into a rating. I really like this beer. I think it would be even better on draft. Mm-hmm. Just just because, you know, the freshness that would come with. Yeah. You know what I mean? It would, yeah. And this is in a can, so I think it's pretty well preserved. But yeah, I mean, draft, it's hard to... It's, ha- it's hard to beat a yeah. draft beer. That said, um, I like the Citra. I do think that this thing needs to be served ice cold, because mine was not quite ice cold. Mine was not either, and I think that... And it's starting to warm up a little bit. Yeah. It's it, The sweetness is starting to grind just a mm. touch from the malt. That said, I do like this beer a lot. I'm going to give it a 3.75 would reach okay but it's it's kind of one note and i feel that that sweetness that's coming up is starting to cloy a little bit but okay. this would be an excellent beer to split pitcher wise with a couple of guys uh, yeah right off draft yeah um very crushable yeah it is um yeah i'd say interestingly enough the uh blonde fatale last week which i guess was another blonde ale uh, i probably like te- that one technically. more technically <laughs> Technically, somehow oddly more drinkable than this one, even with a higher ABV. I think more quaffable than uh-huh. this one. Yeah, I, th- I like both these components of this beer. I think I just wish there was more balance between them. I wish I was a little more on the blonde. Maybe um, do that thing with the uh, vibrating football machine. <laughs> for the citra hops that they do with the 60-minute IPA just to kind of smooth out, like, the hops. I, I feel like there's, and maybe it's just the way citra works, but I feel it's a little bitter aftertaste there. Hmm. Um, so I'm also going to give it a 3.75. Like you said, I would reach for it. It's a great flavor as it is, but I, I feel like the balance just isn't quite right. Mm-hmm. The, the, the spices just aren't quite right. <laughs> Again, to quote Skinner and with the Deer Hunter. Jesus, we're just bringing... So, for being as like loopy and out of it as we are... God, John Cassell had a big forehead. <laughs> for being as loopy and out of it as we are, that's a solid tie-in right there, Michael. I'm very proud of that. <laughs> Good work. Um, um, yeah. It's another one down the gullet. It is. Yeah, this would be better or cooler, too. I think I... Okay, sorry. Uh, Go right ahead. You can get in touch in a variety of ways. Uh, you can do that on uh, Facebook.com slash APMPod, Twitter at APMPod there, and uh, you can email us directly, APMPod at gmail.com. Also, keep up with us on Untapped, where host Emeritus Mike keeps up with all of our ratings oh, there. side note. Oh, yeah, American Mike American Pale Mail Mail Pale. Oh, Yes. This is a worthy diversion. Back to where we were. Uh, so if you'll remember last week, uh, everyone, mm-hmm. we reviewed Blonde Fatale, Blonde Fatale from uh, Peachtree. We asked Mike what he thought of Blonde Fatale and if he had any other input on it. And uh, he said, I do enjoy Blonde Fatale. I think it would be really interesting to try it alongside the Murder Horn, which was the other beer. Ah, from, yes. Yes, that you mentioned, kind of a similar vein of subtle taste and back pockets uh, uh Ber- yeah, belgian take on belgian it. blonde triple whatever 11 percent or whatever it is 10.2 there you go 
And so he would like to try it alongside the Murderhorn, especially because they're apparently brewed in the same place. I wonder if this is like a Duff Light and a Duff Dry situation. <laughs> I wonder if it's like Samsung, who is making the uh, chips for the iPhone. Oh, yeah. And they're just kind of like, hey, we can just make a phone ourselves. Uh-huh. But I don't know the timing of when each came out. But Murderhorn's um, been out for a while. Definitely pre-contract before, or something. Definitely but, pre-contract. That beer's so, been out for at least five years now. So it's more like a uh, Apple, Microsoft, a happy Pirates of the Silicon Valley type deal. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Good Lord. Okay. Uh, yeah. Just get a hold of us. Thanks, Mike. Yes. Thank you for checking in on that. Um, maybe we'll have to do Murderhorn. You know, thing about this Iowa road trip, it's jogging a lot of good ideas for more Iowa beers. Well, and I mean, it's not like we're not going to be going on an Iowa road trip of our own in about uh, three weeks. Quite literally. Uh, more on that coming soon. Uh, presumably. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll Name, see. Names will be changed to protect the innocent. <laughs> yeah. Um, in the meantime, you can rate, review, subscribe on your favorite app, but we'll leave it at that. Yeah. So for Jeremy, I've been Michael. For Michael, I've been Jeremy. And this has been American Pale Males. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.